Welcome to the Relationship Church Podcast. When you're going through a rough patch, having someone there with you at times is all you need. Just knowing you're not alone can give you the extra push to make it through. In today's message, I'm in the same boat. Our assistant pastor, Olu, shares about the power of God's presence in our storms. This message was recorded in the historic Forest Park in St. Louis, Missouri. Come from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. A very familiar passage. Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41. And the scripture reads as such. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him and great, I'm sorry, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boats, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the winds and the seas obey him? Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, our God, our Savior, our Lord, our all and all. Lord, we magnify you on today. We glorify you as being strong and mighty, as being omnipotent, as being omniscient. And Lord, we open our hearts today to receive your word, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help prepare our ears to receive what you have for us. Prepare our hearts, Lord, to be open to what you are going to say on today. And I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would use me, Lord Jesus. Use me to give to the people just what you desire and design for them to have today, Lord Jesus. Have your way, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen and amen. Now, we've been studying previously about hearing the word of the Lord in Bible class. As we were studying the word, a couple of weeks ago, Sister Becca asked a question about how do we give things over 
And a couple weeks ago, Sister Becca, and between Elder Neal and Brian and Vernell, the consensus was that you give it over to God by making him bigger than whatever your situation is. By when the fears and the anxiety regarding the situation would come, that you would say, no, I'm not going to receive that. I'm going to receive the peace of God and I'm going to believe his word and I'm going to let him handle my situation. Now, for me, I was a bit anxious around that time because I was scheduled to speak a couple weeks ago and I knew I, I, it was supposed to be back to back. I knew what the first one was, but I didn't know what, to, what the Lord wanted me to say today. Um, so I, as I was going through things, the Lord said to me, he was like, look, as you are studying for the Bible class, I'm going to give you what to say. I was like, all right, Lord. You know, things kind of kept going on. I was real, you know, uh, receptive, and I was really looking into things to see what is it, Lord, that you would have for me to say. And nothing was really speaking to me. He hadn't said anything yet. But when Sister Becca started asking about this, because, again, at that time we were uh, speaking about hearing from God and turning things over to him, it was confirmation regarding what the Lord would have me to speak on today. See, we're always in a storm. We're always in the season of a storm. And we need to trust the Lord in the storm because we're either either going into a storm in the very middle of it or we're coming out of it. But we're always in some stage, some phase of a storm. And storms can be scary things. They can be difficult things. And if we don't have, if we don't have the, the surety of Jesus, the storm can overcome us. Upon further review of the passage that we just read today and as we're going to go into it, we're going to look at how we can find that rest that we need in the storm by looking at how Jesus was able to rest in the storm. J just as a, a bit of, of history and laying a bit of foundation, we know that the people began to, or I should say that the disciples set out to go across the sea because Jesus said, go and do that. And as they got out into the middle of the sea, that a windstorm came about. And this was a ferocious windstorm. You know, just winds howling and blowing. You, you could hear them coming. And it, it, it caused the waves in the, the sea to become so large that when they crashed into the boat that they were coming into and filling the boat. How many people have ever been on like a, a cruise ship before? You know that if you're on a cruise ship, even though the, the cruise ships have stabilizers, the entire time the boat is swaying back and forth, back and forth. You're sitting down, it's going back and forth. It's some of the best sleep in the world. If you have not been on a cruise ship and you really need some rest, do that because it just rocks you to sleep. Like it, you just eat and sleep 
and get up and watch something and then you can't keep your eyes open because you're just being rocked and rocked back and forth uh, the, the entire time. And again, those, those ocean liners have stabilizers to keep them from swaying the way that they should sway. And generally, you know, you go out and you look at the water, it's very, very kind of calm and, and, and peaceful. That was not the case in this situation. You had huge waves just continuing to crash and the winds blowing. So instead of a gentle sway that you would feel on a cruise ship, I mean, the ship is just going up and down and up and down. It is a, a very violent and turbulent and chaotic situation. The, the disciples are running around the boat trying to bail the water out, but they can't get it out fast enough because of it crashing into the boat. And they then went to Jesus to ask him, how are you sleeping at a time like this? Think about it. Because this boat was open. That's how the waves were able to come in. So he's not sleeping underneath the, the, the boat. It doesn't say like in, uh, in Jonah's situation where he went below deck. No, he's sleeping out on deck in the back of the boat and all the wind is blowing. You should be able to hear it. The, the, the ship is just being tossed to and fro. He should be rolling all back and forth in the back of the boat. So the question was a, a very valid one. How can you sleep in a storm like this? How can you rest when water is crashing in and probably splashing on your head? It, it, it's, probably, it's at least on your feet. You know, you're being rocked back and forth. How can you rest in a storm like this? Oh, and by the way, we're about to die. How are you able to rest in a situation like this with a storm raging around you? He was able to rest because he knew something that they knew, but that they weren't paying attention to. He also was able to rest because of who he was. He knew that this time would come. Before he said, let us go across the sea, he knew that the sea would, would raise the way that it did. He knew that the windstorm would cause the issues that it caused. Nevertheless, he said, let's go to the other side. That's the part that they kind of forgot about that he said, we're supposed to go to the other side. So if he said we're going to the other side, then even though this storm is going on, we've got to get to the other side. Now, when they woke him, I wonder what specifically they wanted him to do. You know, maybe it was just, hey, we're dying and uh, an extra pair of hands can help with trying to get this water out so that we don't die. You know, it's not really clear what they wanted him to do. They just know that they wanted him to be present, not to be asleep. Now we know that he was sleeping because he was tired and in his humanity, he needed the rest. They just got done uh, having a, 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 a revival service for lack of better terms on that side of the lake and they, or the sea and they were going to the other side. So that's why he was resting, but fortunately, for us, though in his humanity, 
which he's not in anymore, in his humanity, he needed rest. As the spiritual being that he is, he doesn't sleep and he does not slumber. So he is awake and aware of everything that's going on in our lives. He knows just what's going on, when it's happening, how it's going to happen, what's going to transpire after it happens. He is well aware of our situation and our circumstance. But he was able again to rest because he knew what he said. And we know that God is his word. And his word does not return to him void. Whatever it is that he said, it's going to happen. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away before one of his words will ever fail. So something seemingly as trivial as, let's go to the other side of the sea. I'm sure this is something that they did regularly. And we have to remember that most of the disciples were fishermen. So this is just a Tuesday for them. Go, go to the other side of the sea. That's just a Tuesday. But these seasoned seamen were frightened to a level that they hadn't been frightened before. Though they'd been through storms before, this storm was a bit different for them. And it caused them to forget about what the Lord has said. He said, we're going to the other side. So it doesn't matter what the storm is. It doesn't matter what they're faced with at that time. They have to get to the other side. But they forgot about that because they focused so much on what they could see, what they could see when Jesus, after he rose and rebuked the wind and the waves, he said to them, where's your faith? See, this was a situation in which the Lord wanted to strengthen their faith. And he wants our faith to be strengthened as well so that we don't pay as much attention to what it is that we see, or let me rephrase that, not that we don't pay attention to it, but that we don't forget what he said, because it doesn't matter what we see. It doesn't matter what realities we face at this time. If they are contrary to the word of God, they've got to stop. They've got to cease. They've got to end. They cannot stand. We know, and we quote often that um, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And no tongue that, that rises against us in condemnation, or all the tongues that rise against us in condemnation, we put down. The weapon did it, the, the word doesn't say the weapon wouldn't form. Right. It doesn't say that the weapon would not be launched. It doesn't say that the weapon won't have any impact, but the design of the weapon will not prosper. If the design was to steal your peace, then you'll have peace. If the design of the weapon was to, to harm you, then you will not be harmed. If the design of the weapon was to kill you, you're going to live. Yeah. You're going to live. You're going to have whatever it is that God said that you're going to have regardless of the weapon regardless of how how fearful it can make you regardless of how that weapon is impacting others whatever god has said 
That's what's going to happen in your life. And we must remember that just like the disciples in this situation, though Jesus didn't seem to be present, he was there with them. And he was close enough that even though he, he seemed to be disengaged, that once they engaged him, once they stopped using their own might to try to fight against him and bring about the changes that they were looking to bring about, when they called upon the master and involved him in their situation, then a change came about. We know that the word of the Lord says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it and be safe. And that's what they did. They ran into their safety. They ran into and they called upon the name of Jesus, the name that saves, the name that heals, the name that delivers, the name that causes demons to shudder and to flee. The name at which every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. When they called upon him, things changed. They changed. And they changed immediately. It went from, again, this, this, this ship that's being tossed back and forth, this, that's just rocking and rolling and, and waves are, are splashing to immediately being still. And Jesus, he, he looked at them, he was like, why are you so amazed? Where's your faith now? Stepping back in my humanity. I can understand how they would be amazed because if I'm in a situation where right now everything is like this and I'm falling down and I'm trying to bail out water and then all of a sudden I can stand up straight and everything is good. I'm going to be like, wow, that's kind of amazing. How did that happen? What, what, what's going on? You know, there, there's a natural awe. Uh, that comes about with it, but his statement to them was different. He was like, where is your faith? Amen. Don't you know who I am? How are you amazed that the winds and the seas obey me? Don't you remember that I am the one that caused the waters? I gathered the waters above and below the sky. I'm the one that set the boundaries for the waters, telling them how far they could go. You remember when I told that to Joe? That, you know, were you there when, when I did that? Do, uh, do you know where the winds come from? That's because I run and I do all of that. Let's go back even a little bit further. My, my dear disciples, you know the, the history of the relationship that I've had with your people. You know that when you were at the Red Sea, when your ancestors were at the Red Sea, and the greatest military might known in the land at that time was bearing down upon you with all of their strength, with everything that they had, that I made the waters of the Red Sea stand at attention like they were soldiers in the military. And then I brought a mighty wind down that blew across the bed of a saturated, think about that, a saturated seafloor. It's, it's not just wet because of, of a torrential rain. No, there's water that's been sitting upon this for 
decades upon decades, maybe centuries upon centuries. And in a moment, I bring a wind that makes it dry enough for a million people, plus their cattle and their wagons to go across as dry ground. Why are you amazed? You're amazed because you don't know who I am or you're forgetting about who I am. You're forgetting that I in me dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You are forgetting that whatever it is that I decree, matter of fact, everything it is that you see is because I said it. And I said to you, we're going to the other side. So I want to encourage everyone today. Let us remember that whatever it is that he said in our lives, it's got to come to pass. And not only that, he is with us. Let's remember that promise. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. If you don't know anything else that he said to you, know that, know that he is with us. Know that his love for us goes beyond human comprehension. No greater love has a man than this, that he will lay down his life for his friends. You can trust that he knows what's best for you that he has your best interest at heart, that he's able to do whatever it is that needs to be done in your life. And whatever he said he's going to do, he's going to do it. You are not alone. He is with you. As I'm drawing to a close, not yet closing. You know, this is my pre-close. I got another close coming. This is the pre-close though. I want to read a poem to you uh, that's entitled, I'm in the same boat, so uh, same title as the sermon today. And I wrote this many, many years ago, but I think it's fitting and it, it, it prayerfully it'll help to drive the point home today. Man, I'm in the same boat. Drowning in this mess seems like since I started serving the Lord, that my life has been far from blessed. Got more weak left than check. My boss is a pain in my neck. The anxiety of pending deadlines has me so stressed. Mayday, mayday, all hands on deck. Cause my life does not reflect the smooth sailing of a cruise, but more of a shipwreck. I feel so alone. I'm not looking for a handout. I just need someone to help me out of this hole so I can stand on my own. And I'm wondering what's going to happen next. Doesn't God see me in this distress? Man, I'm in the same boat. My significant other stepped out, leaving me and the kids without. Baby had an asthma attack. And more medical bills come with this bout. The repairman said that the flux capacitor on my car went out. Really? The flux capacitor? The little hope I had got smashed by the waves as they crashed into my fragile vessel. I'm not looking for a handout. I'm just looking for help out of this hole. 
so I can stand on my own. I'm wondering what's going to happen next. Doesn't God see me in this distress? Man, I'm in the same boat. Remember, before this journey started, I said, I will be with you. Though dark storm clouds cover the sky, behind them, they're still blue. The sky's still blue. Don't allow this situational precipitation to cause you to lose sight of what I promised after salvation. I have plans for you, plans to provide a future for you. Yes, the storms are rough, but you're still alive. Yes, the weapons have formed against, but you cannot, you will not die. There is work that I've prepared for you on the other side. This course was charted in the annals of eternity. To come out of this trial, my child, it is your destiny. I work best in your mess because then I get the glory. When I arise, I'll command the wind to be still and I'll tell the waves to behave you will be able to share that it was not by the power of positive thinking or by your own strength, but only by the grace of God that you are able to stand here today. Your testimony will cause others to believe and change their way. Know that I am with you always because man, I'm in the same boat. We are not alone. We are not alone. God is with us. And whatever it is that he said, it's going to come to pass. So in conclusion, don't believe what you see. Believe what God has said. And know that if you are his, you're not alone. He is with us always. Lord, we ask right now in your precious name, Jesus, that you would help us to align our will with your will. You are great and mighty. You are a very present help in our time of trouble. And we can rest in you. We can rest in the fact that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. You didn't say that we wouldn't have a yoke, but it's easy in comparison to trying to bear the weight on our own. We have you to depend on. You are our strength. You are our shield. You are our buckler. And regardless of how bad things may seem, they will be infinitely worse if we did not have you with us. So Lord, well, I, I'm praying right now that those who may be under the sound of my voice that don't have a relationship with you, Lord, that you would continue to draw them unto you, Lord, and that you would prepare their hearts to receive 
your word, that they, they will be tender towards your word, and that they would ask, what must I do to be saved? I'm, I'm tired of my ways. I'm, I'm tired of, of all the pain that I'm, I'm going through because I cannot do this on my own, just like the disciples in the ship. They kept doing all that they could do. And when they realized that their efforts were futile, that they were useless, that they were not getting the job done, they turned to you. Lord, I ask that you will please help the world to turn to you. Yes, yes, we are doing all that we know to do, but it seems as if we're going further and further back. The only way that we can move forward is by moving forward in you. Our strength is not enough, but you have all power in your hand. And at any moment, you can speak and cause and bring about a change. Now, Lord, we know that that change may not necessarily be instantaneous as it was for the disciples on the sea that day. For some, like, like the man who had to wash his, his, uh, his face in the pool of Siloam, for some of us, it may take some time. But regardless of whether it's quick or whether it takes a while, we know that whatever it is that you say, Lord, it will come to pass. Help us to hold fast to that. Help us to find rest in your promises. Help us to be faithful to you because you are faithful unto us. In Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen and amen. We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sundays via Zoom at 12.45 p.m. Central Time. The login number is 314-720-8880. You can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. Again, that number is 314-720-8880. We are Relationship Church. Come grow with us.